From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 263 for the week of March 13th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Tony has a dining review of Tortilla Joe's in downtown Disney, and I chat with Disney artist Jeff Granito. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Disboard's Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hey. Hola. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Did everyone have a great week? Mm-hmm. Yep. We did. Everybody turned their clocks ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love how the clocks are automated and sometimes they just do it on them by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. I know. We have one of those. I up in the car. I learned the hard way, though. I have this on my bedside clock, my alarm clock. There's just a little switch, and you switch it, and it will set the clock an hour ahead. For some inexplicable reason... It sets the alarm settings an hour ahead as well. Now, <laughs> oh my God. why does it think I would get up an hour later? Anyway. So <laughs> I, I saw today that Mary Jo has signed up for Coasting for Kids. Anybody else joining us? I'll puke. I'm sorry. But I'll come for uh, support like I did last Remind year. Remind me the date again. <laughs> we're going to be there just a week or two before. What were you saying, Tony? Reminding everybody the date. Oh, June 8th. And Coasting for Kids is at all Cedar Fire Parks, including Knott's Berry Farm and, Not- and California's Great America, uh, plus nine other Cedar Fire Parks across the country, raising money for Give Kids the World. And waiting for some divas I- to join. I-, I see them talking about it, so uh-huh. still waiting for oh, them. Are they talking about mm-hmm. it? They are. Awesome. Are they coming here? Or are they going to Cedar Point or... Some were talking about Knott's Berry Farm, but they were also talking about other um, of the Cedar Fair parks near their own homes. So Excellent. every all support is welcome. So definitely. Did everybody get to see the? Did anybody get to see the new parade? The video of the new parade at Disney World. Not yet. I want to stream it on my television, on okay, my big, cool. you know, fifty-two inch television downstairs. So it looks really cool. I don't think it looks as cool as as. Sensational. Sensational. No. The it's it was funny because you know we're so used to sensational and Kevin and Jody's um, designs. Mm. So yeah, I was looking true. at that and and I was looking at the features of the of the characters, right? Mm-hmm. And it just looks so different. So it's nice to see that there's that um, that the parades are you know depending on the park you go to, you're going to get a different experience in seeing the parade. Right. Right. Yeah. Although they do have I'm a cool. I'm looking forward fire. to actually seeing it. In person in the end of June. Lucky you. It'll be fun. Uh, it, you know, it's been, what, two years since we've been to Disney World, so. You're going to Disney World? Yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. I I told you. I don't listen. That's okay, I know. So, speaking of parades, I have some exclusive information Yes. We're getting the about, electrical parade back. About 
the 60th anniversary Ooh. of Disneyland that I was able to obtain. <gasps> it's I was in, in the right it's place. It's in 2015. <laughs> yes, it is. I was in, in the right place at the right time really? to h- hear someone talk about working on the new electrical parade <gasps> for the. 60th. Seriously? Yes. What? Okay, so, what does this mean, new electrical parade? Yeah, that I'm, is kind of... I'm, I'm going to tell you more information that I have. My understanding is that we are getting a our own version of Disney Paint the Night. What's which that? Which is the new parade that's opening this summer at Hong Kong Disneyland. Ooh. So uh, I, I googled Paint the Night because there's not much information out there right now. Um, what I understand it's going to be, it's an electrical parade, but it's also interactive. So not only will it work with your glow with the show ears, but it will also, I, what I'm, what I'm thinking it's going to have a smartphone interactivity where you'll be able to change colors of, of parade floats or costumes and things like that. So they're learning Hmm. with, with the uh, Mickey's fun wheel and the experience that everybody's been doing with. That mm-hmm. game, they're going to be incorporating it, it sounds like, with the new parade. Right. Yeah, right. you can change colors on the parade floats or costumes. <laughs> you found the same article I did. I did. So All I can say is, please, please make sure it's not another light magic. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, well, but we will know, we'll know in advance because we, we'll be able to see the Hong Kong parade this summer. Uh-huh. And there there will be different floats added to it for Disneyland. There'll be some, some different different elements, but it will be the same technology and same kind of theming. So 2015 summer for for the 60th, we will have Paint the Night at Disneyland Park. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tom, is it going to replace the um, Sound Stational Parade then? No, this is a nighttime parade. Oh, man, that sounds this wonderful. This is a nighttime parade. It's like the old days when we used to have two parades. That's what I was going to say. It's about time. So, the good old days. In other exciting news, Starbucks opened this week. Yay! Yay! It looks uh, really nice in there. Yeah, it does. All the walls I, I are mean, down. We, I think we all got to see it, be- it before we before um, it opened. But yeah. um, it's in. It is a regular Starbucks store. It's not a co-op store like the like the ones inside the park so you won't find disney disney pastries in there you'll find regular starbucks, starbucks pastries stuff. and things like that um they'll be able to use their have, gold cards and stuff like that yes exactly it'll just be a regular starbucks store they will have wi-fi wow which okay. is interesting they also have now nancy or somebody else is gonna have to tell me if this is significant or not they're gonna have a clover machine <gasps> I guess it's significant. Okay. What is a clover, what is a okay. clover machine? I, I actually have just recently started getting into their clover. <laughs> it, it's really <laughs> nice. They have a select um, line of special editions and varietals that they only sell in the shops with the clover machines. The clover process is a special brewing process that extracts the the right 
you know, it does its brewing for the right amount of time per the bean, and it's programmable, and this and that and the other thing. Um, someone else can correct me if I'm wrong, but basically, <laughs> it's got special brew process. Wow, that's I've Happy. never heard her say that. <laughs> so they have a clover machine and it, um, really good my favorite clover right now is the Guatemala they have hookah? Um, kasi Sorry. something which has a, almost a hot chocolate texture when you um when you, it comes through the clover machine it's and uh, it, it's got chocolate notes too so so yeah it's really I love the clover machine and the cost isn't that much more than just a regular straight co- cup of coffee I think normally what normally um, a straight coffee is like two bucks if you get the usual tap and the clover <laughs> is like 260 or something like that so so I also asked about the kiosk because when this was first announced they they said there was gonna be a kiosk elsewhere in downtown Disney. And the kiosk will be near the AMC theaters. Very good. And if I noticed while I was there that the cupcake store is closed. Mm-hmm. The blinds were pulled. There were the metal barricade thingies around it. Really? So my guess... My guess is that's where Starbucks is going. Mm. It doesn't surprise me. It's a no. much more profitable kiosk probably than the cupcakes. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. sorry, Tony. I know. I know that's heresy. <laughs> oh no. But they were but they were all, but but now they're like cupcakes are everywhere. So it's not a big deal anymore. Yeah. Well, and then, like we talked about last week, they have the new, the new, the new bars, dessert, dessert place in in front of World of Disney. So, yeah. so Starbucks is now open, opened on Monday the tenth, and so check it out if you are in the area. The other big opening news is Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yay! Yay! Which opens on Monday the seventeenth officially to everyone. However, if you are an annual pass holder. Run over there today. From now through Sunday, if you're an annual pass holder, you can get in line and ride the ride. You can get yourself a fast pass. You just, I mean, normal, what you would normally do to ride the ride. I have friends who are um, cast members, and they were telling me that it's the, and I never thought of it as being um, bumpy, but they said that the attraction itself is so much, the ride is so much smoother now. Mm Mm-hmm. And that there's hey, it doesn't have the jerkiness I've heard that it did. Yeah, I never noticed the jerkiness, but that's what they were saying too. And that um, there's some new elements in it that were they thought were exciting. They really liked it. Cool. So we will have full coverage of Thunder Mountain on next week's show after we all, after some of us get a chance to experience it. Are, are you heading down there for the preview, Mary Jo? Um, I'm going to be out of town on the 17th. Okay, what about oh. the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th? Um, the 13th... You're an annual pass holder. I know. The 13th, I'm going to be... Uh, I might be able to go in the <laughs> afternoon. I'm, I have to go up to... I'm going up on business to Goleta, which is north oh, of Santa okay. Barbara. So, And the 14th, I'm going to Catalina for my birthday and other stuff, so... I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. I want to hear about the other stuff. I'm going to be doing the Santa Barbara. My girlfriends heard about the Santa Barbara trip, and we're doing that on the 15th. 
Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So Big Thunder Mountain back after 14 months, finally. See, um, you know, the people in Walt, the the people who are Walt Disney World fanatics would mm-hmm. could never go through a 14 month. No closure of uh-uh. anything. They fuss so much. That's why their Space Mountain really sucks rocks <laughs> and is so bumpy because they can't change it out. Everybody right. throws a hissy yeah. when they want to talk yeah. about changing a track. And that's well, why because, and I like that we have the better, better well, one. It's, I it's, know, me it's too. It's different clientele. I mean, we yeah. have we have client we have guests that are there but every still. every month or or more. Whereas Disney Worlders are planning their one big trip of their lifetime. Yeah, so. maybe, maybe not. They have a lot of repeat customers within the in, within the travel community too. Yeah. No, the vast like majority of vast majority of, of people to Disney World are not locals. They, yeah. they well, are. I know it's, they're it's not. It's exactly locals. what Tom said. It, yeah. it's a it's a one trip every two year kind of thing. That's why they don't have the Haunted Mansion um, go down for Holiday, the Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas overlay because people, they can't have it oh, down for that many weeks and people want to see the classic yep. Haunted Mansion yes. in their one big trip, not, not you know, Nightmare Before Christmas. That makes sense. After all that excitement, does anybody else have housekeeping? I do. Go ahead. Uh, just a reminder, um, Disneyland Fall Dapper Day is actually September 12th, 2014. Not, uh, I think we inadvertently said the 21st on our Dapper Day show from Disneyland. Discounted rates are already available um, for the Grand Californian Disneyland Hotel and Paradise Pier Hotel during that time period. Um, just go to the official Dapper Days website. We'll have a link to that in our show notes. Mm-hmm. And don't don't you think it's adorable that Disney World had their own Dapper Days? I mean, <laughs> I think it is so cute when they copy us. Nice. Yeah. And But come out to Disneyland's Dapper Days, where at one time, we really had Dapper Day every day of the year. It's true. Because right. it all started here at Disneyland. The original. So come on out. You have plenty of time to plan. It's not till September 12th. And I know we'll have um, Diz meets as we did um, in our recent Dapper Days. Mary Jo, did you see that some of our friends that we met at last year's Coasting for Kids were not only at the Dapper Day here, but also made a trip out to Disney World and were at Dapper Day yes. this last weekend at Disney World. They look so cute. Yeah. I saw them. Cool. Anybody, anybody, sorry, just a little aside. Uh, anybody else have housekeeping? I do. Go ahead, Tony. It only took a week for those teachers' um, cards to come in. So I got an email about a week later, and then I can go down and get my card. So for, for the free SeaWorld, for SeaWorld. I'm sorry, I didn't even, you guys, nobody knows what I'm talking about. No, I was like, <laughs> cards for what? <laughs> yeah, the SeaWorld free teacher um, fun cards. About a week. It took me almost a, about a calendar week to get my email that I can take down to go get my card. So just letting people know that. Cool. Um, also, don't forget that this Saturday is when our photo contest on the Diz Unplugged Facebook page begins. Uh, be sure to go to facebook.com slash disunplugged. And like that page, and then on Saturday they will be post. We will be posting details of our photo contest. Post your favorite or your best Disneyland photo. Uh, 
people that go to the site to to that Facebook page will vote, and the person with the the picture with the most votes will win a five day five night trip to Disneyland at with a stay at either the Paradise Pier or the Disneyland Hotel. That's so cool that they're doing that. So, and there's yeah. there's also a, a contest going on for that other park over in the East Coast. But. <laughs> Yay, Diz. <laughs> The one that copies everything. The one that copies everything. Yes, them. <laughs> so, no. I mean, if, if you have a Disney World photo, you can also submit that as well. And I believe that's a seven-night package at Disney World. I don't. I don't know the exact details, but any other housekeeping? Uh, don't forget chat nights, Wednesday nights, nine p.m. Uh, also, if you need to email us, you can email us each individually at our name at www.info.com. Or the team at dlpodcast at wdwinfo.com. If you go to disunplugged.com, you can get links to all of our shows and to anything we talk about. Plus, you can find out about the Disney World show and anything that they talk about. And I'm sure this week they have talked a lot about the Festival of Fantasy Parade that just opened this last Sunday, which was really cool, like we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, if there's no other housekeeping, it's only what oh what half an hour in. Um, <laughs> it's time for news over to Tony. When Gay Days Anaheim started in 1998 with 2,500 participants in red shirts attending Disneyland, the park would accommodate offended guests by refunding tickets and handing out white T-shirts to those who unknowingly showed up wearing red too," said Eddie Shapiro, a founder of the unofficial unofficial annual get together. They've come to realize that those kind of accommodations are inappropriate, said Shapiro, co-author of Queens in the Kingdom, the ultimate gay and lesbian guide to the Disney theme parks. All guests are welcome, and that's the position on it, Shapiro said. Now Disney openly welcomes roughly 35,000 people from 44 states during gay days every October, partly sponsored by Disneyland Resort's employee diversity group, Pride. Participants visit the theme parks, take in lectures in town, and eat in groups. The official Disney fan club, D23, sets up a booth at Gay Days while Disney stores sell ra- rainbow-colored cakes and pins to represent gay pride. Mini Gay Day, which draws a more local audience, is set for March 29th. Over the years, the Walt Disney Company has evolved in its support of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender communities. That support was punctuated recently when Disney decided to cut off donations beginning next year to the Boy Scouts in a narrowly focused program because a youth organization bans gay adult leaders. Disney has tightened an incentive that encourages employees to volunteer. When an employee reaches a certain number of hours, Disney donates money to an organization of the employee's choice. For example, Disney employees who volunteer a minimum of 10 hours a year can earn a $100 donation to go to a charity. Those who volunteer 75 hours or more qualify for charity grants of up to $1,000. According to Disney's policy, a group receiving a donation can't discriminate on any level, including sexual orientation. Along with the Boy Scouts, other groups barred from Disney's donations include religious organizations and labor unions. Disney officials declined to comment, so it is unclear what prompted the new stance with the Boy Scouts. Locally, this has no practical effect because Disneyland Resort has not provided direct donations to the Boy Scouts in recent years. And no other company has cut off funding in recent years to the Orange County Council of the Boy Scouts of America, which has 30,000 members, said Jeff Herman, the council's president. Disney officials long have offered employee benefits to same-sex partners, began offering fairy tale weddings to same-sex partners for commitment ceremonies in 2007, and last year signed a court brief supporting same-sex marriage. Former Disneyland Resort president George Calagridis, who now heads Walt Disney World, is openly gay. Over the years, Disney has really shown that they're not against the LGBT community and always showed signs of inclusiveness, so we think this is a good step forward. 
said Yumi Harada, treasurer of Orange County LGBT Pride in response to Disney's stance with the Boy Scouts. Ismail Adibi, a Chapman University economist, said that Disney's action buys the company some favorable publicity in the realm of public opinion, which has shifted toward greater, greater acceptance of gays and lesbians. With its vast size and broad customer base, Adibi said that Disney's narrow policy change will unlikely have any significant financial impact on the theme parks or the company as a whole. I don't think it's going to bring more business, Adibi said, and even if it does bring more, it's going to be very small and insignificant. By making such a decision, he added, Disney is just being politically correct, which might cost it some patronage from members of the Boy Scouts while enhancing its image as a progressive company that's open to all. Okay. Our next... I don't, oh. I don't see it. No, I don't see it um, affecting patronage from Boy Scouts. Because Agreed. I think any in those decisions as to policy are made at such a high level that you know trick it doesn't necessarily you know just like decisions made by union leadership don't necessarily reflect the feelings of the membership i don't i don't necessarily think that the the decisions made by the leadership of the boy scouts of america are copacetic with how individual leaders of local dens and packs feel. That's just my opinion. Okay. Our next story. A California state legislator is proposing to ban the captivity of killer whales for entertainment at SeaWorld in the wake of CNN's controversial documentary Blackfish. It is time that we embrace that the long-accepted practice of keeping orcas captive for human amusement must end, State Assemblyman Richard Bloom, a Democrat from Santa Monica, said at a press conference at the city's oceanfront pier. Bloom was joined by Blackfish director Gabriella Coperthwaite, two former SeaWorld orca trainers, and an animal welfare activist. This is about greed, and this is about corporate exploitation, both of the whales and the trainers, but most importantly the whales, said John Hargrove, a former SeaWorld orca trainer who resigned in August 2012. A Bloom statement described the proposal as landmark legislation calling for comprehensive improvement to orca protection laws in California. Currently, there are no laws prohibiting the captive display of orcas, but there are federal laws governing the care, capture, and research use of the killer whales, Bloom said. The documentary, produced by Magnolia Pictures and acquired by CNN Films, recounts the 2010 death of longtime SeaWorld trainer Don Brancho by a killer whale named Tillicum, a 12,000-pound bull in Orlando, Florida. SeaWorld also offers orca shows at a third site in San Antonio, Texas, but the California legislation would apply only to SeaWorld San Diego facility. The film challenges the concept of keeping killer whales for entertainment and implies Tillicum have been driven to madness by captivity. Since then, a fiery controversy has erupted. SeaWorld strongly disputes the allegations that Blackfish makes and calls the film grossly one-sided and the product of animal activists. Recently, SeaWorld spokeswoman Becca Bides criticized the bill. The premise behind this proposed legislation is severely flawed on multiple levels, and its validity is highly questionable under the United States and California constitutions. Bide said in a statement, We trust that our leaders who are responsible for voting on this proposal will recognize the clear bias of those behind the bill. Bides added the participants joining Bloom were well-known extreme animal rights activists, many of whom regularly campaign against SeaWorld and other accredited marine mammal parks and institutions. 
Included in the group are some of the same activists that partnered with PETA in bringing the meritless claim that animals and human care should be considered slaves under the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, a clear publicity stunt. This legislation appears to reflect the same sort of out-of-the-mainstream thinking, Biden said in a statement. We engage in business practices that are responsible, sustainable, and reflective of the balanced values all Americans share. The proposed law would end performance-based entertainment for all killer whales in California, captive breeding programs, and the export and import of genetic material, and the import and export of orcas within the state of California. So, thoughts? Yeah, this is the, the, the problem is with the legislature in California, this may pass. Okay, you know what? And I'm not liberal, but I'm not... I don't think it's as crazy left wing of an idea. I'm not an animal rights person. I have no, but I'm not, I'm surprised that it's, it's, it's taken this long, but orcas are kind of big. A little bit. I'm I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm a big flag carrying. We need to release the orcas, but I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense. But are there are there similar laws pertaining to circuses and things like that? Okay, you've got a good point. That is a good point. I don't know and what orcas, man. Does does it mean that there shouldn't be then? This is just like you know, food for thought. Yeah, I'm just. I'm wondering politically how. So you've got like the Chamber of Commerce of San Diego trying to end this thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, does Anheuser Busch still own SeaWorld? No. No. Okay. Sold it quite a while ago. Oh, then oh, there but goes. It's, but it's still it's InBev, right? Yeah. Okay. So so a big, you know, company with funds. Big international company with. You know. Okay. I've not seen Blackfish, and I'm not Mister like, and I've got my fun card to go to SeaWorld, so I'm going to see Shamu. I'm just saying, I remember I went once, and they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing, and one of them kept banging its head against the gate, and. I don't know. I just, I'm not, maybe I'm changing. I don't know, but I'm not like going to go and give money to this guy's campaign or sign any petition. I'm just saying, I don't think it's as crazy of an idea as it sounds. Someone that's funny. Or disagree with me. I, that's funny. You say that because I'm of the same opinion. I'm finding it harder and harder to see um, these type of shows myself. Just be, Maybe, you know, maybe there's more awareness now. So I feel a little um, empathy for the animals. To me, it's not the, because it's not even all the animals. And to show you where this is, where I I get, I'm probably going to lose more listeners when I say this. I remember when my dog had to be put to sleep when I was in college. My dad's like, hey, Dougie needs blah, blah, blah. And I was like, put him to sleep or the surgery is going to cost. Well, I'm like, I need a new engine for my car. So I'm not Mr. Animal Rights guy, right? I know horrible. Everybody hates me now. But um, I don't know. Orcas are huge. They're so large. Yeah. And I just think like, okay, an elephant in uh, like Animal Kingdom, that's not that f- much different than like Africa, right? You know, I mean, yeah, you don't have people driving <laughs> up and no. Okay. It's exactly but, like Africa. Okay. You know what I mean though? <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about the, the, the amount of space that they need versus it's these an killer whales. It's an environmental simulation as opposed to being stuck in a giant tank. Yeah, I have no expertise at this at all. And I could be totally full of garbage, which I probably am. I don't know. It just seems logically that 
an elephant at Animal Kingdom is closer to their real habitat than an orca. Orca who's got an entire freaking ocean is in a tank. I don't know. Just captivity is always a controversial subject, no matter how it's done and how it's designed. You're always going to have someone who's on each end of the spectrum of opinion about captivity and captivity environments. And like, like we said in the, um, in the elephant example, you know, the, the simulated natural captivity versus, um, versus sterile, you know, old fashioned bars and tanks. You won't win every audience. And certainly it's, it's a sticky issue. And should they even be involved in it? But having the animals on display where we can see them and children can see them, does that would does that make people more conservation minded in that when they start to have an affinity for the animals, they're more aware of the need to protect them? I think so. Would we still would we still have that if we didn't see these animals, if we only saw them in videos or in documentaries? You're right, it's a catch twenty two. Yeah. Because I'm picturing as I'm talking the a sham like swimming around in that little tank and if i wouldn't have seen that i would have been like like you're right i'm more like oh i don't want them to be like that so it's weird it's 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 i don't think there's a right or wrong answer i don't i just think it's exactly the same as all of the rhetoric that went down with all the legal battles on whether or not to keep billy at the la zoo billy the elephant the there was a councilman that wanted to completely strip the los angeles city zoo of elephants and never let them have elephants again and they were in the middle of expanding their habitat into a more um simulated you know, more expansive habitats so that they didn't have problems with their feet and, and diabetic, you know, and, and ulcerations and stuff like that from being confined into a smaller space. So, you know, it's, you can pick any kind of number of animals and this, it's the same argument no matter what. Just something interesting to think about. That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Michael? All right. Well, we've talked about Walt Disney's barn at at the um, Griffith Park a few times. And every third Sunday of the month, they are open to the public. And this Sunday, well, yes, Sunday, March 16th, they is the third Sunday. So they're going to be open. And when you go there, you can see the original Santa Fe and Disneyland combine coach and Ollie Johnston's Victorian train depot. And it's open from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. They have barn crew members on hand to describe the history and contents. Mm -hmm. But there's something extra happening on March 16th. It's very exciting. I'm very excited. (laughs) I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. Nancy's very excited. So on top of seeing Nancy there, <laughs> you can also see Dick Van Dyke, Disney legend and star. He, it's very rare that he makes a public appearance, but he is going to be at Walt Disney's Carrollwood Barn on Sunday, March 16th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. He's scheduled to appear on behalf of the Carrollwood Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to Walt Disney's railroad legacy. A memorabilia will be available for signing during the event, and all the proceeds will benefit the foundation. 
So we'll have a link to the Carolwood um, Pacific site in our show notes. They do have a little more information, some background on Dick Van Dyke. They also have some guidelines about the signing event, you know, like about one item per person, no post photos, things like that. But um, you can bring in um, a single outside item um, for autographing. Um, anyway, so for more information, uh, just um, check out the link in our show notes. But this should be um, a fun and, um, you know, exciting opportunity for Dick Van Dyke fans. Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Mary Jo? We know that at the Disneyland Resort, there's a lot of um, restaurants with quality food. Well, the Carthay Circle Lounge at the Disney California Adventure Park was named the best cocktail bar. And mm-hmm. I know, which is in really cool, Best right? in what? Cocktail bar? No, but best, <laughs> what, 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 like best in the Anaheim Resort, best in Southern California, best in America. Well, in Orange um, County. it's the, the nightclub and bar media group. Um, I believe this in, in Orange County where they have okay. that, but um, it's called the nightclub and bar media group so i'd have to um okay i just wonder but it's the best and brightest movers and shakers shake shakers shakers in night in um nightlife and so um the cocktails at the carthay circle lounge and how many of you have actually tried the cocktails there Me. Oh, yeah. they're strong they mm-hmm. yeah they are well, also when i asked the guy what's a man drink and i was like he's like and then i'm you know with my girl and I'm like, mm, okay, yeah, I could do that. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get the Manhattan. Oh, I got something like Waltz, like something that like I should have been on Mad Men drinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a, I'm an elementary school teacher, so that tells you something that I'm not. You should have got the the pear one with. Uh, yeah. I, I should have gotten the one with the little env- the, I should have gotten a girly drink. I know. Well, they have a, a lot, and they say that the cocktails there they're handcrafted by the mixologists. Uh, with um, and they have a there's a you know they have attention to detail. You have unique glassware, gourmet garnishes um, to um, drink specific ice, and then they have classics like the Manhattan that Tom said, Pisco Sour, and the Negroni um, are their um, typical type of drinks. But they also have their own Carthay Circle creations like the Tequila Daisy, which might be something you might want to try, Tony. It's the Tequila Daisy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Enough. I'm going to, you know what? <laughs> Just imagine this. I've got headphones on. I pick them up. I throw them on the table and I walk out of the studio. <laughs> <laughs> but but just picture it. I can see you. They have an edible uh, viola flower that you could try in the sparkling mare made with Iron Horse sparkling wine. So that's... Or he could wear it in his hair. You know, so how was really that Manhattan, Tony? When I went there, I went with my girl, okay? I'm just saying. Not well, that there's know, anything wrong with that. I'm I just saying. I say, women like a guy who, who's in touch with the feminine side, and you could truly portray that by having that I, particular... I, I think I portray that by being on a Disneyland podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think, I think I've, I'm in touch with my feminine side greatly. <laughs> Well, Maybe. the lounge is open from 11.30 a.m. until park closing, so you can try these drinks early and uh, go in and, and then go on a fun ride like California Screaming or, or Tower of Terror after that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. And for my day six rapid fire, I'm going to talk about Magic Mountain. There are Six Flags Magic Mountain up in Valencia. This spring, and I think this is already happening, get happening 
guests are able to ride both Batman the Ride and the Colossus backwards. Ew. On, Colossus on backwards, the ride. Has, they've, you've been able to do that for a long time now, but Batman? Well, normally, Colossus backwards is usually during Fright Fest. Yeah, during but, Halloween. Yeah, during Halloween. But now they're they're doing it at, during this season. Uh, Batman the Ride, you can fly in reverse along the 2,700-foot track with your feet dang, dangling below. You won't be able to see the hairpin turns, vertical loops, or heart line spins as they come. Oh, my God. Um, classes backwards, you're elevating, you're up, uh, going up the 100-foot-tall lift hill, but you'll be staring right back down at the ground. Uh, and I'm sure those will continue at least through the spring, if not into the summer. Other update for, for Six Flags Magic Mountain. As part of the makeover of Bugs Bunny World, the summer Magic Mountain will be adding Speedy Gonzalez Hot Rod Racers, which is their fourth kids' coaster. Hmm. Yeah, so they have they have four different kids' coasters in, in Bugs Bunny World at Six Flags Magic Mountain. So you get the, get the kids going on the coasters early, so then they'll be able to do so Batman the Ride and the Colossus. Puking like training wheels on a bike. Training wheels on the bike. <laughs> exactly, Tony. I so will never. I did the kid coasters and I kept my training wheels on it and go. Next level. <laughs> nice. One of these days I need to take Wes to Six Flags. I gotta, I gotta check height requirements to make sure he's able to ride everything. But I'm, I'm assuming I will spring for the the fast pass. What do they call it? The, the express pass or whatever for all the. To get to to get to the front of the, all the front of the line passes because I don't think I want to wait in all the lines for it. But. I think that pass allows you to go in the front of the lines once for each attraction. Once, is, well, but I mean, it's not unlimited. That, there's a lot of attractions. There's a lot of coasters True. where they have like 15 or 16 coasters, something ridiculous like that. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. All right, uh, Nancy, rapid fire. Okay, so up through the this coming Wednesday, March 19th, mm-hmm. you will be able to spend that day six. Uh, if you're heading up towards Hollywood and you, and you want to make Disney's El Capitan Theater um, part of your adventure, this will be the only theater that you will ever be able to see Disney's Pirate Fairy, Ooh. the newest of the Tinkerbell movies. So... Um, it's continuing on, like I said, through the 19th. Then um, they'll have kind of a quiet while they switch over to Muppets Most Wanted, March 21st through April 17th. So these are going to have um, a couple different um, pre-show type things. Um, right now there's a Disney Junior um, dance party going on with the Pirate Fairy. Um and Muppets Most Wanted is going to have props and costumes. They haven't done a props and costumes in a while. Um, they're going to have things like Animal's drum set, Miss Piggy's uh, wardrobe, including her Vivienne Westwood couture wedding gown. Um, and uh, they're also going to have a Most Sensational Muppet workshop following the 110 show on select days. Um, and that's advanced purchase to do that experience. Um, after that, there's going to be throwback Thursday on April 10th, 7 PM. There's going to be a special showing of the Lion King. And then April 18th through May 14th will be bears, the newest Disney nature film. So, um, and you'll be able to see bears. Yes. And lots of them and they're very cute. 
Now, um, my munchkins went to go see... Pooh Bear? My, my munchkins went to go see the Pirate Fairy. Oh, sorry. And thought it was what? Thumbs up. I've got a thumbs up from the small child laying next to me. <laughs> now, is that is that part of the Tinkerbell series? Yes, or is it... it is okay. a, a, the newest thing um, for the Tinkerbell series. How was the dance for you, though? She's, yes, no, yes, no, it's good. She liked the dance party part. So if you have kids that love to get up and dance to Disney Junior, definitely. Um, Zoe, Zoe gives it two Zoe thumbs up. And uh, I can't wait to go see Muppets Most Wanted there. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm a big geek for the whole Muppets trivia, you know, Muppets uh, props and stuff like right. that. Right. Total big geek about it. I love like going into, you know, Muppet Muppet Vision and, and seeing all that stuff. So excellent. Yay! All right, thank you, Nancy. Tony. Okay. About a half hour away from Anaheim is the Queen Mary, which we've talked about with that cool ice thing. And yeah. they have a known around the area, and I'm surprised I've never been brunch that exists. But Easter Sunday is, you know, now that Lent has started, Easter Sunday's not that far away. And you can make reservations for the Queen Mary Easter Sunday brunch. Yay. It's from 9.30 to 2, 2 p.m. And I called, and it's the same price, which is amazing when I read you the long, long menu. Um, but it's they call themselves Southern California's Best Brunch. It's well-known around the area. Um, it's free-flowing champagne right there. Yeah. Live music. And... Um, Sunday from 9.30 to 2, prices are $59.95 per adult, $19.95 for children 12 and under. Um, reservations are strongly recommended. You get $5 parking for up to six hours. So if you get there at 9.30, you could eat there the entire day. Um, uh, I'm going to give the information now, but the if you want to make reservations, it's 562-499-1606. Now, why would you want to make reservations? First of all, it's the same price, which freaks me out. So here you go. Carving station, prime rib, leg of lamb, ham, and seafood Newburg. Okay. Pacific Rim, miso soup, honey walnut chicken, teriyaki glaze, salmon, yakisoba, fried rice, Asian style ribs, California rolls, and spicy tuna rolls, green papaya salad with peanuts and chiles, and Shanghai chicken salad. Under the Tuscan sun, Italian wedding soup, black pepper fettuccine, tortellini carbonara, lobster ravioli with rosa sambuca sauce, chicken piccata, Caesar salad, caprese salad, and pasto salad with grilled veggies, rustic bread with flavored oils. South of the border, albondiga soup, cheese, spinach and cheese enchiladas, chile verde in Colorado, Mexican rice, refried beans, huevos rancheros, asada and carnitas, street tacos. I am only half done. Okay, breakfast, rise and shine, eggs, benedict, bacon, sausage, links, chicken, jalapeno, andouille, and bangers, scrambled eggs, hash rounds, homemade corned beef hash, display of assorted Danish croissants, breakfast, quick breads, omelet station Don't with pancakes. fill up on bread. No. Omelet station with pancakes, waffles, blintzes, omelets made to order, eggs prepared to order, market salad station, domestic and imported artisan cheese, imported tuna, Niqua salad. Did I say that right? Um, spinach salad with warm bacon dressing. Chef crafted cob salad. Oriental chicken salad. Display of seasonal sliced fruit and berries. Vanilla scented yogurt. Okay. I don't know what that means. Um, homemade granola cottage cheese. Cottage cheese doesn't really fit. Everything else is like, yeah, I'm really. Um, if you're going to spend $60, don't eat the cottage cheese. Um, 
ocean bounty, ice carving displayed, crab claws and poached cocktail shrimp, ceviche shooters, sam- smoked salmon presentation, display of whole poached salmon serpentine, steam mussels and clams, and then patisserie, mini petite fours, mini French pastries, assortment of mini Easter cupcakes, crepes made to order, and Sunday bar with various toppings. You might be worth the drive for 60 bucks when it's the same price as a normal Sunday. So I give people plenty of time to decide whether they want to and make a reservation. And when I called the number, it was, and it was late at night, reservation. So obviously they probably do sell out, I'm guessing. But that's what the Queen Mary. Again, it's a hidden gem, a day six kind of thing that's not that <laughs> far away from Disneyland. I don't go often, but I always, I kind of remember it when I'm getting my rapid fire, so. It is, and you know what? I'm sitting here scrolling through their special events, and they have quite a uh, set of stuff. They've got a St. Patrick's Day event, which is, of course, already going by probably by the time we have the show. Um, There are Anaheim Ducks watch parties. There are, they have a big thing to go along with the Long Beach Grand Prix. Yeah, I'm surprised Uh, they don't do more. I don't know if the word's advertising or. Maybe Disney won't let them, but... Disney doesn't own them. They haven't owned them for years. Okay, thank you. I I know they don't own them. I'm saying that they don't market themselves to the Anaheim Resort guests. You know what I mean? Like They don't market themselves anywhere, really. I know, but they should. It's almost like, yeah, we don't... We just want to like it the way it used to... Like, I know, but I think they could really get a lot more tourists and and stuff. I just... it's, It's interesting that they... I don't know who runs them, but I think they could be making a lot more money. Ooh, they even have a 4th of July thing, too. So, anyways, Easter Sunday brunch. I, Bacon festival. <laughs> That's rapid fire time for our thread of the week. Mary Jo. This week's thread comes from Star Jazz, who's been on the board since the October um, 2012. And Star Jazz puts, best tip I got on the Diz boards. Before my recent trip, I had written down lots of tips and neat little secrets. We saw many things that we hadn't and had a chance to do some cool things too, thanks to many of you here on the Disboards. So I just wanted to share what I thought was the most valuable. Here it is. Gate 14 for entry. <laughs> Every day that, and I think some of us know about that gate, is right? Is that the one behind the tree? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So every day that gate had no one or maybe one other family waiting. We scooted right up to the front thanks to that tip. There's a big tree, just like the poster had said, that blocks the gate and no one lines up there. What a great piece of info. I suppose I've just busted the secret, but I wanted to pass it on. So um, on this thread, some people say thank you. They also talk about the um, the gate. And then they also talk about some of the um, tips that they learned here on the Diz um, in our Disneyland section. Um, some of them were the, um, the wide right. Those of you who know about the wide ride on uh, Radiator Springs Racers, and I'm not going to go into detail. You'll have to go to the thread to find it. Um, the other ones would be, um, oh, the tips um, that Harder Guy and also DLR29, who's um, Trey and Steven, the tips that they have put about Disneyland. People talk about how much they've learned from those tips. Uh, the tip about the Mark Twain uh, riding up on top and quote unquote uh steering the ship with the captain and getting a certificate um world of color um the tips that they've talked about um the best place to stand for those the secret bathroom which i thought of nancy when i read that tip because nancy used to always um talk about the secret bathroom in the carnation gardens i know moment of silence 
<laughs> for that bathroom. Okay. But it was um, a great bathroom. Yeah, it, there, there's a lot. So there's different tips on this. And so I wanted to kind of go around the California and ask you, um, have you ever got a tip off of the Diz boards for Disneyland that you use that you didn't know about? Or would you like to share one? And I'll start with, I'll start with probably the person who goes to Disneyland more than any of us and knows so much about it. Tony. Wow. Yeah, but I don't know <laughs> tips. Um, no pressure. <laughs> Well, I was going to say this, but I now, but you know what? I would say, and it wasn't from the Diz boards, but um, parking, using that three hours, this is only for locals, so maybe this isn't a tip, but the whole parking for three hours in downtown Disney and then going to the park really quick, like if you're going to go to dinner or something, or even do like dinner in World of Color, and then you'll still get back. And if it's late, nobody's there. So you can always outweight them. <laughs> so you could do the three hours, and then if you stay till like midnight or one, not on a weekend, then everybody the the gates will be open and you can you can go. I can't guarantee it's always going to work that way. So if you have to pay the three or six dollars, but the three hour window is good enough usually to get dinner and see one of the fireworks or the world color, and you can just do that by parking. So that's a kind of a tip. You got to yeah. walk. You got to walk, but. That's a good one. But yeah, but you're walking through downtown Disney and that's always interesting with all the music and everything. What about you, Nancy? Any tips oh, okay. that you got off the boards or that you want to share? Well, actually, uh, that's where I got the secret bathroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the not-so-secret secret bathroom. Um I remember the first time that I saw that on the boards, and I think it was Rochelle, who's Eat My Pixie Does, had mentioned yeah. it, and people were scolding her, like, don't tell anybody about that bathroom, you know, and stuff. So so yeah. what was yours? That, that was pretty much the biggest one I ever got off of it. But, I mean, there's there's so many tips. How can you pick just one? I know that sounds like a complete and thorough cop-out, but it is. everybody <laughs> on our Disneyland boards has some kind of tip that they want to share. I mean, yeah. for me, you I know, love our board. I know that tree. I know exactly what he <laughs> means by that tree. And yeah. I've used that tree. <laughs> or, or <laughs> well, no, and, and We have other, no secrets on the, di- on the podcast. My other tip on that is is go harbor side whenever you're trying to get into the shortest line to get into either park. Go to the harbor side. What do you mean by the harbor side? The harbor boulevard side. Oh, thank you, because I was thinking harbor ships. I don't know why. Yeah, no, you go to the harbor side, um, and because of that... people coming um, in that way. Because there's not as much traffic that comes off the harbor side as it does off the trams. Um, people t- have a tendency to go to the first line they run into, which is on the, the uh, downtown Disney side of the Esplanade. Nice. Hence what about that, you? That I'm tree sorry, is a, a big... <laughs> so well known. Uh, Michael, what about you? I think recently probably most of the tips I get are more about dining and things like that, what's good to eat, what's not. Um, the other tips I get on Disneyland are from inside sources that I can't share. <laughs> so, oh, dude, it's just us. Uh, Shh, we won't tell anybody. But, but 
otherwise, probably most of the tips I get from the dis, dis boards really have to do more with what I'm unfamiliar with, which is more Disney World and Disney Cruise Lines. So that's what I tend to get my, you know, tips about. Okay, and Tom? Okay, so today I went to Target. Oh, and signed that's up, a great tip. I mean, signed up for the red card. Yes, I, I did too because of the Diz. Mm-hmm. And why did you do that, Tom? Because you can get $50 gift cards for $50 Disneyland gift cards for with using your red card, you get 5% off. Yeah. Oh, it works for gift cards too? Yeah. For gift cards too. Not uh, not Target branded gift cards, but at least the Disney gift cards work. So we're going on a cruise this summer. And I'm going to get a bunches and bunches of $50 gift cards. I'm going to, my Dreams Unlimited travel agent is not going to be happy with me, but I'm going <laughs> to save an additional 5% on the balance of my cruise. I do the same thing. I get the, I go to Target and I get the gift cards and I use that when I, when I dine at the Disneyland Resort. Uh-huh. And so I figure I get 20% off because I get my annual pass discount. Plus uh-huh. I'm paying with the card that I got that 5% discount. Yep. So, and if you use, if you get it as a debit card, it just, Treats it just like a debit card. It, it um, comes out of your bank account. This actually is if you had written a check, because it comes out like the next day. Yeah, but I actually I actually have the credit card, and I just and I pretty much use it for those. But um, the Orlando show talked about it a few weeks ago in their in their budgets uh, segment, and I'm like, you know what? I've got a cruise coming up. I'm going to go get this card and and start getting gift cards and. Use those to pay off my cruise and save. And, you know, I got ten percent off because I booked online, but because I rebooked on board, and I'm gonna save another five percent because I'm using my Target Red card. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this this cruise is gonna be almost free. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> That's so cute that you think um, that. But you know, also need to point out that the budget boards, which are over on the Disney World side. You can find a lot of tips on there to save yourself money in the parks, but also save your money at home so that you have more money to spend when you get to the parks. So those aren't necessarily just Disney World trip, Disney World tips. So stray away from the Disneyland board for a little bit to check out the budget boards. Well, it's amazing. Um, and like, you know, our, the, the Dizzers on the Disneyland board are very helpful, but also on the budget board, if uh-huh. you um, put on your armor when you go over there, yeah. but you can learn so much um, yeah. how to not only Disneyland uh, save money on those trips, but also just in your everyday life. Well, and, and that's where, uh, you know, a couple of years ago I was buying blu-rays and stuff like that for for dvds and they would have tips and coupons and things to get them practically free i mean you because you would go to toys r us you'd print out a coupon you go to toys r us and pre-order something else and when you pre-order something else that you didn't have to put a deposit down on you got five dollars off what you were buying that day and it just ended up being like ten dollars for a dvd or ten dollars for a blu-ray or something ridiculous like that and this is all from the budget board so yep it's it's a lot the tip i got um i again like what what nancy said you know i've got so many tips over over the years from the disneyland board one of them was that when you eat at one of the hotel restaurants 
not Whitewater Snacks, but an actual restaurant that you can get valet parking for free. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a wonderful tip. So when I eat at Storytellers or Napa Rose, which is not often at all, um, I just, I valet park and it's just so convenient and I just give them a tip. So that's the tip that, um, one of the most valuable ones that I use quite often. So if you have, um, a, if you'd like to hear some of, or read some of the other tips that we didn't share on this show, or if you have some that you'd like to share, please go to the thread. There's going to be a link to it on our show notes, and it's called Best Tip I Got on the Diz Boards. Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.